So Bob Saget has passed away at the age of 65, everybody. Bob Saget. I uh, R.I.P. to him, one of the all-time great dirty comics. I, I got to admit, I was never a massive fan of Bob Saget. And I, I feel like, you know what? I feel like as great as he was and as special as he was to a lot of people, a lot of these folks online that are tweeting his name out, R.I.P. to Bob, R.I.P. to that, I feel like they're doing that just for the clicks. They really weren't massive fans of him when he was alive. And quite frankly, I will put myself in that category. A lot of the time, I'll really just I'll, I'll put R.I.P. somebody because I just I just want the cloud. I'm a big attention whore. But I truly did appreciate Bob Saget for what he did. Like, I, I just I loved I loved the contrast between his TV persona and who he was on late night television and Comedy Central and when he, who he was on stage. Because it was such a sharp contrast. I mean, on one hand, you had Danny Tanner on Full House. He was every episode just kissing the Olsen twins goodnight, tucking them in. Goodnight, Michelle, that classic 90s television line. And then you had him on screen. He was just talking. He was just letting him fly. He was just on stage letting him fly. And I, I always I always appreciated that. I, I, always, I always imagined that that was like his... I always imagined that stand-up Bob Saget was like Danny Tanner after dark. You know what I mean? After he finished tucking the Olsen twins into bed or he tucked Michelle into bed, he would just head straight to a nightclub just to cut loose. He was a single dad and he would just get up on stage and he lived a second life. He was just he was kissing his girls goodnight and then just hopping on a stage and then cock and cum and all the shit. He would just let it loose. That's what men need. Men need a place where they men men need modern day speakeasies. They just need a place where they can play cards and uh, smash bottles of Molson Canadian and just and, and dance. I don't know, do the Charleston or the modern day version of the Charleston. They do the the shmoney dance or whatever the fuck that is. You'll have a lot less heart attacks. You'll have a lot less nervous breakdowns in the workplace. We we need never mind speakeasies. We need modern day pirate ships because that's what I think they were. I have no clue. No, but R.I.P. to Saget. R.I.P. to uh to Bob Saget. Saget. Oh man, I I read. You know, it's it's so funny. Remember when? Remember when you were a kid, and you just started discovering, like dark humor, like gallows humor, the type of shit that like. The type of shit that like death row inmates would tell each other, like the, those legendary sort of jokes, where it's like, um, you know, they're they're about to go to the noose, like a bunch of guys are about to be hung, and they're like, "Oh, I'm sure we'll be hanging around." Like that, that I'm not doing it justice, but it was something along those lines. Like it was shit. But do you remember when you were a kid and you started hearing those jokes for the first time, and just how free you felt, just after in even the dirtiest, most degrading jokes that no one would dare tell anymore. Those were jokes that, like, again, it felt naughty. It felt like you were doing something against the grain, against what your parents and the teachers told you. And that's that's how Bob Saget and guys like that and guys like Carlin and people like that felt for me, right? Because that was my first time being exposed to that type of humor. And it really did kind of help me form some kind of sick identity. It's amazing when you think about it. I mean, I I had discovered humor a little earlier than my teens, like a little. I discovered dirty humor a little earlier than 
Bob Saget and Carlin and shit like that. I mean, like I had a grandfather I grew up with who would tell me jokes that were probably illegal in certain countries. That was just the kind of mind that he had. And he was a wonderful man. Worked as an auto mechanic. Those guys are upstanding citizens. I mean, they would drink on the job and, you know, probably had a few mild prejudice. But hey, that was the time that they grew up in. He was otherwise a very kind, loving a person who enjoyed people, he just had a little bit of dark humor. And again, like you can't blame him. He was a depression baby. He grew up in a time when people were, I don't know, looking for loose change in the pockets of people who had just been dug in the like buried in the middle of the street, eating apple cores out of garbage cans and that that was those were his people. No, but R.I.P. to say it. It's always so funny when, whenever, I don't know if you guys do this, but I, I certainly do. Whenever, even if I know the celebrity well and I know their story, after I hear that they die, I will go on their Wikipedia page just so I can learn something new about them in case there's something I didn't know or something that was added by somebody. Like, oh my God, I didn't know that he he worked in a meatpacking plant? Holy shit. He did, uh, oh my God, he did softcore pornography at age 19? Oh, well, that explains the meatpacking. Just shit like that. And I looked up Bob Saget almost almost immediately after finding out he died. And uh, I noticed that he grew up in Philly. I think I knew that before, but he was born born and raised in Philly. could Could you imagine... Growing up on the streets of Philadelphia with a name like Saget. With a name like Saget. How you do not... How how they do not... Philly kids are rough. They're volatile people. They grow up to be the guys throwing up at Lincoln Financial Field. They're pissing on people from the nosebleed section. Those, are the, th- those were once children. And some of those people probably knew Bob Saget and bullied the shit out of him because of his last name. I mean, how with a name like Saget do you not grow up to jump off the bridge into that river that floats past the rocky steps? That's got to be a tough, resilient dude. Yo, Saget. Yo, Saget. I mean, it would probably be tough enough growing up in Philly with a, with a name like uh, like Bob Smith because it's just such a bland, boring fucking name. Yo, 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 Bland Bobby. That's what they'd probably call it. Yo, Bland Bobby. Yo, what's going on, Bland Bobby? You gonna do a whole lot of nut? You gonna do a whole lot of nothing tonight, Bobby? Yeah, Bland motherfucker. You're gonna die. You're gonna. Yeah, you're gonna die alone, man. Just that rough Philly accent. Those people really are. They're they're city rednecks. That's what they are. They're urban rednecks. They're people that live in duplexes and row houses and apartment buildings. And they just, I don't know, they're eating mayonnaise sandwiches and probably yelling a few racial slurs. They're fucking wild folk. I'll never forget, I was I was in Philly because me and my dad and my uncle, we, we do uh, ball games. Usually, this is pre-pandemic, we would drive to a different city every summer and, and and hit the ballpark there and like stay for the weekend and shit. We wouldn't do it every summer, but it was mostly. 
most summers. And the last one that we did was 2019. This was before the pandemic. And we're in Philly. And I'm at Citizens Bank Park, which is where the Phillies play. A beautiful park. But I'll never forget, I'm lining up for a beer. This was like, I don't know, the seventh inning stretch. And there's a massive lineup. And there's a guy that walks by the lineup and he stops and he just yells and he goes, Yo, this line is as long as my dick. And he just walked away. And nobody paid him any mind, except for me, the out-of-towner. So I'd assume that that's common practice in the city of brotherly love. And these are the people that Bob Sager grew up around. And quite frankly, I commend him for living as long as he did. Because that would take your soul. No, R.I.P. to Bob. R.I.P. to Saget. I'll tell you one thing, that was certainly not a last name that me and my friends didn't play around with. Every time his name was uttered on the schoolyard, it was nothing but just positive connotations. No, Bob Saget was great. 65 is way too young. 65 is... It's so funny because even when a guy dies at 80 now, I'm like, oh shit, like if he had just, I don't know taken, I I guess, some omega-3s or something like that, he could have lasted potentially another 10, 12 years, man. Like, even 70's not that old. When I was a a young kid and I heard a guy was in his 70s, because I remember my grandfather's 70th birthday, that was a big deal. That was a huge deal. We had family come in from out of town for that shit. We probably had a good 50 people packed into a house to watch him blow out his birthday candles. That That was like a big... That was an event. Now a guy turns 70 and you're like, oh, man, like eh, he's still pretty ripped. I mean, Kurt Russell, I think, is 70. A lot of these other guys, I think the guy from Whiplash, the guy who plays that abusive drumming instructor, I think that guy's in his 70s. These guys all look like they're younger than they are. And it is what it is. Like, it's just, it's age, age changes as the years go by. People are living longer. Yeah. Yeah, poor poor Saget. I don't know. No, but Betty White died. And 99 years old. And that's one of the things that always drives me nuts. When Whenever a celebrity dies who's that age, who's just like, who's walking, pretty much she's doing television appearances while walking through death's door. And it's insane. And she was she was a lovely lady. She seemed very funny. I was a huge fan of Betty White. She was very lovable. I have nothing but good things to say about Betty White. But everybody, when she died on New Year's Eve, everybody was like, oh, my God, 2021 was terrible. Betty White died. It's like she was 99, had had an eight-year career, excuse me, an eight-decade career in show business, and then died soundly in her bed. She was asleep, sound asleep. What 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 more of a life do you want? What more of a legacy could you leave behind? She she lived. I I think of any older person that I've heard of. She's lived more of a a, a fulfilled life than anybody. 
And besides, like, where does her accountability come in? Why does it have to be 2021 to blame? I mean, if you're 99, her, her birthday was on January 16th. She died on New Year's Eve 2021. If you can't wait 17 days to turn 100, I'm pretty sure that's on you. Enough of that. You know, I, I'm this progressive. I do believe that women have agency in their own death. That's how much of an ally I am. I don't know. She was doing commercials fucking tackling NFL players. Or she, or being tackled by NFL players. What she she couldn't remember to take some vitamin D? Some vitamin C? Some antioxidant supplements? Something? No, but RIP to Betty White. This is this this whole recording so far has just been a slew of RIPs. Sydney Portier RIP. I'm not gonna goof on Sydney Portier. I have nothing there's nothing really to say about like to goof on him about. I mean In the Heat of the Night, that's not really a funny movie that you joke about. There's nothing really funny about it to joke. Even some serious movies you can make fun of. There's nothing really with that movie off the top of my head that I'm just going to go, oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, the uh, the black detective getting stuck in the Jim Crow South and having to work with a racist police department to solve a murder that he has really no interest in solving. Yeah, that what a hilarious sitcom. That, that, actually, you know what? That would be a fucking wild sitcom. The, the poised, sophisticated... I think he's from Philly in that movie. The poised, sophisticated Philly police detective gets stuck in a gets stuck in a racist southern town and has to work with the hillbilly police sheriff. It's it's the odd couple meets, I don't know, hot in Cleveland. Uh, a lot of people dying, man. Fucking Norm died. All these people died. I'm just going through these celebrities. I'm, I'm tired of it. But I, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. I've just been thinking more and more about mortality and what that is. You, you get that way when you're about 30, when you have this weird existential crisis and everybody just starts talking to you about, you know, one day, one day f- long from now, long, a long time, a long time, they always reassure you. It's a, that's many years from now. We're all going to be dead. That's what you always hear from people. And I know it's true. It's always this thing in the back of somebody's mind that they never truly acknowledge until they get to a certain age. But I'm get, I'm at that age now, and I know I'm, it's eventually going to leave me and I'm going to move on with my life until it comes back. But I'm, I'm thinking more about death. And I'm not trying to get dark, but it is, it is, it fucking stinks. It is terrifying. Like, none of this makes sense. None of this shit makes sense. I'm open to all possibilities at this point. If Elon says we're in the Matrix, you know what? I'll, I'll embrace that. Let, let's, 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 I'll take Matrix for 300. Alex Trebek fucking died too. Holy shit. Everybody's, we're all dropping like flies. 
Everybody's going. All the TV stars that I love from the 90s are all going, whether it's Bob Saget, whether it's uh, Betty White. I mean, the Golden Girls, I think, ended in the 90s. I could be wrong about that. But fucking Alex Trebek was huge on Jeopardy in the 90s. Everybody's going. I think we, we, need, to, we need to watch Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And I don't even want to... I shouldn't have said that because I don't want to manifest it. Because you guys know, everybody knows how much I love manifestation. I just sit around in my apartment all day in quarantine with my healing crystals and my scented candles. Yeah. No, but I've been thinking so much more about the existential crises it's a weird thing. I don't, I don't know what happens after you die. I have no clue what happens. And I, I'm not going to be this person. Like I, I used to be a staunch atheist. I used to be, or staunch, whatever the fuck you, whatever it is. No, but like I used to be a staunch atheist as a teenager. After discovering Carlin, I was like, you know, and I grew up around the Catholic Church. I went to, I went to Catholic school. We wore a uniform every day. It, it sucked. And I remember just being so uninterested in rebelling around that time, and I discover Carlin, and he's, all he's saying is, fuck the church, there is no God, there is nothing. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know what, I'm going to do that, I'm going to piss off my parents. And then, over time, I just started realizing, oh, fuck, like, there, life is a mystery. There still is a lot of this that is mysterious. And I'm not a religious guy by any means, but I am still open to the idea that I'm probably, I may, I'm insignificant to all of this, and there is something bigger. There is something larger than what is in front of me. So I, I like to keep an open mind like that. I'm not really an atheist anymore. It, it's just so fucking confusing. Like they say it all started with the Big Bang. Okay, well, what decided the Big Bang? Like what came before that? What? Well, before the Big Bang, there was nothing. It's like, okay, well, what was nothing? Because nothing had to come from something. Fuck, man, like the universe is just... Nothing had to come from something. Something from nothing. Nothing. Fucking, the universe is just a giant, like, Robert Munch story. Something came from nothing. You can't make nothing from something. It's just a children's book. It's just a galactic children's book. I'm rambling like a dummy. I don't know, you, you, you think that you're invincible when you're a kid. You don't think about the concept of death unless you've been around it from day one. Unless you grew up in like a flavella in Rio de Janeiro, like City of God shit, where all of your friends are dying from the age of like four. You're just seeing people get capped on the street. Unless you've grown up like that, or you've grown up on like the south side of Chicago, or in a dangerous place where, there, where death is imminent, death is around the corner. You're not really thinking about the concept of death all that much. And I was one of those kids that wasn't thinking about it that much. As a teenager, me and my friends would just walk around the neighborhood with a backpack full of beer, piss warm, Coors Light. I've said this before. And we would just walk around looking for the nearest house party that we weren't invited to. We would just barge in. We wouldn't care about the consequences or the ramifications. We just knew that we wanted to have a good time. And that, that, that's the life of a teenager. You just live life 
shove as much food in your mouth. You want French fries, you get French fries. You want beer, you get beer. You want malt liquor, you go to the special liquor store and you get malt liquor. You've never had it before, but you're invincible. Nothing can touch you. It will have no effect on you. Even after you puke your guts out from the first sip, you'll deny it and say, you know what, I am a god. That's what you feel like when you're young. And then in your 20s, you you, you still feel that way because you're holding on to your teens. But it just, it, 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 things get a little more, a little more complex, right? You got a job, you're probably out of your parents' place around that time. Things are getting, the, the, the shadow of responsibility is creeping in. And then around 28, 29, you start realizing like, holy shit, my 20s are almost done. What they call the most significant decade of my life, the most fun decade of my life is now coming to an end. And it happened almost with a fucking snap of my fingers. And that's when the idea of, oh my God, I'm one day not going to be around. That's when that comes in. And that's what scares the shit out of me. Because I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know. Hopefully I live to get old, like super old. I think 85 would be a good age. But I'd also like to be super... Betty White old would be cool too. To live around, to see just that, to see a, to see a century. To be a centurion or a centaur, whatever the fuck they call it. I think that would be amazing, as long as I'm in good health. But if I'm not in good health, 85, I'm good. I'm signing off at 85. And I don't mean like I'm going myself. I mean, I'd, I'd like to go of natural causes. Yeah. I'd like to go of natural causes. I mean, who the hell knows, man? Like, anything can take us at any time. They always say uh, scientists, people that are into space, whatever you call those people, the people with the big telescopes, the people with the big telescopes who never make eye contact with you, uh, those people, they'll always talk about the possibility of a big crunch, meaning that the universe will stop expanding and basically collapse in on on itself, right? And it will just happen, and it will just go back to being nothing again. And you start thinking to yourself, oh, fuck, like that could actually happen? They're like, well, yeah, but we would never know it, right? So that could happen. The, the universe is, is, has no shortage of ways that it wants to kill you, it seems. So if there is a God, and I believe in some sort of form of energy that is around us, if that's God or whatever, but if there is a God, he may not be a great person. He may, he may not be the hero that the world religions have set him out to be over the past, I don't know, a few thousand years. He may be a weird sociopath guy who's just, you know, we're his fun special game. We're his version of Call of Duty. And this goes back to the Elon Musk Matrix thing. I don't know, global warming? Global warming, like climate change people always talk about. And climate change, like, I think is real, but I, my stance on it, my approach to climate change is fairly reasonable. I mean, it's, it's open. I'm open to all possibilities. I don't just fucking gravitate to the first guy who says, hey, did you know in 10 years we're all going to be just drowned in the sea? 
I don't go for that. I go for like I, I try to get a balanced opinion from multiple sources. That's how I try to formulate my viewpoint from a bunch of different sources and take the information that I think is the most reasonable. It's like a mathematic equation. That's what you have to do now to have a sensible viewpoint in 2022. You can't just listen to the woman with the green hair and the pure septum and take her entire word for it because it's probably biased. And you also can't take the guy with the MAGA hat and the fucking Ted Nugent lyrics tattooed on his neck. You can't listen to him. You just you got to find a nice person with just a regular haircut. They're just they're they're dressed in not even a suit because you can't trust the suit guys anymore. You just get a person with a nice, I don't know, button-down t-shirt. My 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 image of a trustworthy political commentator is just a guy with a nice comb over, a, a bowler shirt, and some corduroys. Just a normal-looking guy. Normal-looking guy, perhaps, in 1966, but just a guy who just has it together. Doesn't look like he has any particular agenda. Just a guy. No, but with the climate change thing, man, it's just, like... I'll, I'll go on these rabbit holes on YouTube when I'm when I'm up late at night writing at like 1 a.m. 2 a.m. when I'm just I'm I'm bu- I'm busy doing my shit jokes and all kinds of stuff because I'm just stupid enough to pursue this this insane dream. I'll I'll get tired and I'll just decide to go on YouTube and I'll see the first the, the first thing I'll click on is like tw- I'll click on anything the first thing I see is like I'm like oh my god I gotta and sometimes I'll click twenty ways climate change is going to affect your life because you know what I'm in the mood for some gloom I'm in the mood for some despair sometimes you just are you have your coffee in hand you're in your pajamas and you go you know what internet depress the fuck out of me and I click the video and it is just every possible way the climate can kill you. They're just they're talking about it. it's like it's going to destroy the waterways and you won't be able to drink the, the drinking water. All right. It's going to cause uh, flash floods and hurricanes are going to get worse and the wildfires are going to get out of control and people are going to die from that. Uh, there's going to be droughts. There's going to be uh, massive rainfall. There's going to be, you know, there's there, it, it's going to poke holes in the ozone layer and radiation's going to be a thing. And people are going to be more susceptible to skin cancer now because of that radiation from, from the sun. And it's just every possible scenario of how the climate can kill you, they're just firing out, right? And so I'm, 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 re- I'm watching this and I'm going, okay, just say the apocalypse. Just, just skip the 20 things. Skip the 20-minute video. Just say the apocalypse is coming. Everybody batten down the hatches. We're all gonna die. Cause that's the way they make it sound. And and it's like no wonder a lot of politicians and shit, as crazy and again, like the people who just deny that there's nothing wrong with it, yeah, I think that's stupid. But yeah, no wonder people think that a lot of these scientists are like hyperbolic, because they've been saying that it's been ending for like fifteen years already. No, but it's even the most absurd things. Like when they talk about climate change, they'll just talk about like things you didn't even know were possible, right? Like the climate apparently affects every 
aspect of your life. Like, did you know that climate change will affect your ability to have an erection? And not only have one, but once you get it, maintain that erection. Yes, the heat will get so overwhelming that it's going to disrupt your blood flow and uh, stop you from getting a big fat chub. And you're like, holy fuck, man. And as a result, the population will experience a decline. And you're like, all right, well, I think I'm out. Anyways, R.I.P. Bob Saget, R.I.P. Sidney Portier, and R.I.P. Betty White. That hot baddie, Betty White. All right, something's off, podcast. Follow me on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, follow me on Twitter. Duck it is.